This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. When you think about neighborhoods or even parts of Metro Vancouver where the low income levels would be, well, the lowest, you might not think of Richmond. But some new research put forward by Andy Yan, who is the director of the city program at Simon Fraser University, unveils uh, some very interesting numbers. And Andy Yan is on the line with us now to talk a little bit more about this. Andy, great to have you on the program. Good morning, Gil. Good morning. Uh, walk us through how what you looked at as far as census data going back to uh, 2015 and what you were looking for. Well, what we looked at was the latest income, low-income data release that came out of Census Canada, a census about... Uh, us, the, the, the census conducted by Stats Can conducted about uh, in, two, in 2016 that was released about two weeks ago. And really what I did was kind of begin to look at what was happening around the region and then also within certain uh, certain neighborhoods. And in this case, what I did was look at the low-income measure after taxes, me- uh, measure of low incomes, and just really, uh, just really kind of looked around the various neighborhoods in Metro Vancouver. And what did you find that stuck out? Well, what, what you find out is actually when it comes to low incomes by percentage, Metro Vancouver actually ha- is, has the highest percentage out of all the major metropolitan areas in Canada, which is a bit surprising. I mean, given what we think of, our, of ourselves and then also, I think, you know, certainly the perceptions of wealth that have occurred in metropolitan Vancouver, particularly when it comes to something like real estate. And so that was a bit unexpected. And then I think it's <clears throat> taking from that perspective, it's it's then kind of beginning to like drill down into looking at really what's happening in the Metro Vancouver region. And really what you find in Metro and in, in the Metro Vancouver region is actually how high low income uh, low income rates are in 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 in, 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 in specific places. Um, and I think what's what's interesting is that these specific places actually begin at the very high side of the percentage of the total population living in low income, or I guess basically as close as we get to a poverty line. It's really um, the city of Richmond out of all the other cities in metropolitan Vancouver, has the highest percentage of population living in, uh, living in poverty. And I think that that was, uh, cert- that was something that I really didn't expect to find. Uh, no. And, and when we look at the numbers then, when we, the highest percentage of people living in poverty, uh, does that actually mean people living in poverty? Or are we talking about people who are perhaps retired and living in their homes so they would report a much lower income uh, and that's how it would make sense that they're still living in an expensive home? Well, I think that certainly is a factor, and I think that that is something that's important to recognize. Uh, under these measures, we're talking about if you're if a single person earns less than twenty two thousand dollars a year, or a family of four is surviving off of less than forty four thousand forty four thousand dollars a year, you get that's how you classify a a, uh, a household as being that of a low income uh, as, as being low income. And I think that what's what's interesting is when you begin to control for age. That is when you start focusing on particular populations and look at, say, you know, the idea of eight, uh, eighteen to sixty-four year olds, which controls exactly for what you're talking about the the case of lower incomes for the retirees. And I think that when we look at, say, something like 
uh, something like that population of 18 to 64-year-olds, again, you find that Richmond actually pops up. That it, at that rate for 18 to 64-year-olds living, uh, living in low income is actually higher than any of the other municipalities, uh, the major municipalities in, in, in metropolitan Vancouver. Uh, Richmond, Richmond for that age group is higher than Vancouver, it's higher than Surrey, it's higher than Burnaby, and it's higher than Coquitlam. Uh, and do you think it would fa- does it factor in as well people that might not be people that might be homeowners and and but might not be reporting income in BC? I think that that's, that's that that could be a possibility, and that's uh, and and that's certainly a possibility in this discussion of I mean certainly in the era of globalization, really uh, how much global income is declared, um, is it under declared, and that can certainly come into a play. But then I think it also what also comes into play is really what's been happening in cities around Canada and the United States, whereas low-income populations are moving out of, say, the inner city. As the, city, as the inner city becomes gentrified, uh, housing becomes unaffordable on those on low and working incomes that they get pushed out into the suburbs. And that what's, what's, what, what used to be concentrated in, say, the, the inner city is then spread out throughout the rest of the region. And I think that that's really what you see in this. And, and it fits into what ge- generally researchers have discovered in, again, cities around Canada and the United States. Uh, but and, and then how do housing prices or rent prices fit in with that? Because I wouldn't imagine Richmond is, is, is it that much, the rents in Richmond would be that much lower than, say, in neighboring Vancouver or other parts of Metro Vancouver. I think that that's again a part of the opportunity, and I think the need to do for, uh, further research on this. I think that really uh, it's interesting, and in our study, to kind of drill down into Richmond, and that not, and understand that you know there are parts of Richmond just as much as there are parts of Vancouver that are quite affluent. That that uh, that actually has a quite a wealthy kind of neighborhood. But but I think what happens when you start drilling into particular census tracts, which are nice little proxies of neighbor to neighborhoods. Um, you find particular concentrations, and 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 that's where I begin comparing uh, a place like, say, the downtown east side with, uh, I guess, what we're calling Central Richmond, the uh, the 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 city center, if you will, of Richmond. And I think it's in that case what's interesting is that you see parallels in, say, that population of 18 to 64 year olds living in low low incomes. That that population is about 45 percent. Uh, for sorry. <clears throat> 40, 41% in the downtown east side and, uh, and 35% in Richmond city center, which is surprising because of what you imagine as Richmond. And, and I think part of this is perhaps the, uh, the legacy of certain, certain concentrations of affordable housing. Uh, in this part of, uh, Richmond is actually a good hunk of, uh, is a good hunk of walk-ups of, 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 of wooden walk-ups that were about three to five stories that really represents a, uh, a, a the, the concentrations of affordable housing or what's left of affordable housing in Vancouver. And I think that that's going to be part of really the interest in going in that is how much of this is going on in a place like Richmond of, of low-income folks finding that, the, that they, this is a place where they can afford versus, I think, that discussion about people who are, say, under-declaring or not declaring their full global incomes.
Uh, it's interesting uh, study uh, for sure. Uh, and does it look at you make a good point because I think we tend to think of the high rises uh, around uh, the Richmond Center Mall and places where there's been a ton of development. But you're right. Not far from that is uh, there are still many of those older wooden walk ups, uh, which people find as affordable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I think that that's a that that's an important fact to, to consider is that is 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 actually the dissonance, if you will, is that how in this kind of uh, this 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 tremendous wealth in terms of real estate that has come into metropolitan Vancouver and come into well the city of Vancouver and the city of Richmond that we see these percentages these types of communities that that this wealth hasn't hasn't necessarily uh raised all ships and i think that that's a major challenge for us all all right andy we'll have to leave it there we're out of time but uh, really appreciate you coming on the show this morning and sharing some of the findings thank you so oh. much oh you're very welcome joe all right have a good day you too vancouver's news vancouver's talk this is news talk 980 cknw